The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. A priest? Why a priest? You can have any man you want. Man adores you, but a priest? Mitch, it's not what you think. I didn't do anything to encourage Father Ryan. I did nothing to be ashamed of. This is a total misunderstanding. Some help you've been. Uh, 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 no, that's more like it. You did nothing wrong. It was a total misunderstanding. You're prepared to take action and do something about it. You're in total control. You're right. I am in control. Now go out there and straighten this mess out. Thanks, Mitch. Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we try and find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. I'm Chris, and with me as always are my co-hosts Brian. Hi! And John. Hello! This is the end of our blind pick week, which means there is only one full week of episodes left in our second season, and more importantly, or equally as important, one week until Christmas. Are you guys in the spirit? Are you ready to get festive? I'm not as in the spirit tonight because of the episode we watched. There was no real great way to do a bit to immediately throw you off your game. (laughs) I can't slow motion run on a podcast. That's just stupid. We can slow motion talk. (laughs) (laughs) Just just watch those jaws bounce. Slow motion talk, sexy. Our jowls will jiggle in slow motion. <laughs> hey, too powerful, Brian. The intro's too strong. <laughs> Hold on, I have to go to my wife. Just piled, uh, just bulldozing through all your bullshit tonight, boys. Because oh, I am, no. I am, ex- I am excited to talk about this, and there's so much to talk about. It's, it was a two-parter. It's only going to be a one-part podcast, so we got to cram two parts into one. Two parts Baywatch, one-part bo- podcast, all parts. <laughs> Festive. Mr. Hasselhoff. Turns out the way to break us of our bullshit is to make us watch two hours of, like... <laughs> 90s, 90s Saturday afternoon syndicated right. television. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really breaks us down. It's, it was the uh... gulags, for sure. Well, if I'm have broken you down at the beginning i'm gonna build you up in the middle so let's let's get into it because i i got notes for days on this one don't make promises you can't keep send it buddy all right so let's talk about today's episode let's not waste any more time as i said we're closing out blind pick week these are the episodes that we had never seen before i selected silent night baywatch night a two-parter from the fifth season of baywatch if you couldn't get that from the title it originally aired on December 1st, 1994, and you can find it on Hulu, remastered in glorious HD, if you'd like to find it for yourself. But if you hadn't had a chance to watch it yet, here's a little bit of what happened. It's Christmas time at the beach, and after saving a parasailing Santa from drowning, the Baywatch crew is gearing up for the holidays. Tracy is wish- wishing she could have a white Christmas, and Matt is longing to make some lasting Christmas memories. Nearby, a mom and her daughter are pulling some griffs, leading to the mom getting arrested and the daughter, Joey, being chased by Tony, who was hired to retrieve the money she and her mother stole. Joey is saved from Tony by Matt and Hobie, and Hobie brings Joey home to stay with Mitch. Meanwhile, Matt makes some new friends with a group of little people taking a vacation at the beach who seem to have a special interest in making sure he has a Merry Christmas. And CJ flirts with the priest trying to give some homeless kids a nice holiday experience. Joey tries to round up some cash to bail her mom out of jail, but once again ends up getting chased by Tony, which ends with her falling in the water where she is rescued by Mitch and some other lifeguards. Eventually, Mitch discovers the truth about Joey's situation and bails her mom out of jail. They are reunited during the Baywatch Christmas party, but are interrupted by the appearance of Tony. Gregory and the little people, who may or may not be Santa's actual elves, chase down and apprehend tony and the episode ends with everyone singing silent night baywatch night 
Chris, I really like the part where you made it sound like, oh, crap. Who's the one who flirted with the priest? Oh, CJ, Pam CJ. Anderson. Yeah, Pamela Anderson. I like how you made it sound like CJ flirted with the priest for the homeless kids. <laughs> when really it was, an inc- it was just a very different scenario. If only that were the case. <laughs> if you couldn't tell from that summary, there's a lot to talk about in this. But before we get to that, we do have a new Christmas podcast to feature today. Today we're hearing from Manny at Felice Christmas, Merry Navidad, a multilingual holiday podcast. Hi, this is Manny from Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad, the bilingual, multilingual Christmas podcast. In our podcast, you will hear about foods, traditions, how this 2020 Christmas will be interesting, especially from six feet away, and many more new surprises. Join me on the road to Christmas, along with many guest hosts from other podcasts from the Christmas Podcast Network. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, or just search for us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FCMN Podcast. Or visit our website, fcmnpodcast.com. Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad. Thanks to Manny, and be sure to check out Feliz Christmas, Merry Navidad, wherever you get your podcasts. So, should we just start with some general impressions? How much Baywatch have you guys watched in your life, if at all? What was it like going back to this kind of 90s time capsule? I watched like one episode or like maybe like a couple when it would be on at my babysitter's when I was like a little baby. (laughs) I I can't say I watched any episode and uh, I don't know that it's fair to call it a time capsule. Maybe like a California 90s time capsule if you lived in L.A. Everyone's real 90s hot. Which is like super nineties nice. hot, which is really infuriating because yeah. I was only like eight or nine, and there's no way I was gonna peak at that <laughs> age. <laughs> yeah, nineties hot, way more attainable than twenty twenties hot. Right, unfortunately <laughs> for us, you can you can just have be like a certain level of lean, and everyone's like, hell yeah. Now it's like you got to fucking figure out how to take some t-ball and some fucking... Back in the day, you just did some ephedrine and everyone thought you were sexy. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, like ephedrine. It's like a fat burner. You can't Uh, buy it legally now because uh it killed a bunch of kids. Oh, okay. Wait, but just to be clear, it killed children, not a grown adult, right? teenager well both probably ah, i used fair. to take it to cut weight when i was fighting <laughs> yeah Yikes. you're not dead <laughs> yeah i did great with it God. but like i also like wasn't ever like mixing it with other stuff gotcha you used to be able to buy it with hydroxy cut oh i remember hydroxy cut what yeah. oh triple wait, h yeah triple h I... used to be all about the hydroxy cut yes there were a lot of commercials for that wasn't there Actually, wait, this is, like, mid-90s. This wouldn't have been ephedrine. This would have been, like, fen-fen. Fentanyl? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Good for oh, that. wait, really Good. fentanyl? <laughs> yeah. If you want something weird, look up look up Donald Donald Trump's story history with that. No, but he no. never was as hot as these people. No. <laughs> They're gorgeous. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's looking pretty good in this episode. I mean, even David Hasselhoff, who's, uh, you know certainly aged at this day and time was i thought holding up okay in this episode he was yeah, out in the water he was swimming okay so we got to watch the intro to this show twice which uh, which was, was a maybe, real treat yeah okay, literally one of my notes <laughs> literally Huge one treat. of my notes <laughs> i watched it at the end of my work day just to get me pumped up for my ride home <laughs> right like it's that good and the hoff looks excellent they did a real good job cutting in his credit and title deal april and i looked it up because we were trying to pin like how old we thought he was 37 when this episode came out oh wow that's about right dude's crushing it yeah i actually would have went a little older yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I guess it's before he gets, like, way too into eating drunk cheeseburgers in the bathroom. (laughs) So you can look a little better at that point. You know what an underrated part of that opening is? This is just 
something that I... Is it him on the boat? Uh, no, it's uh, the little twirl move that somebody pulls with the floaty. The, oh, the... yeah, like it's a football? Like Yeah, like it's a football. I'm like, that's a pro move there. No, I disagree. I think it's the cut after. It's when they first show Hasselhoff running through the water. That's a real good angle of him. And then they cut to him driving the boat in the ocean. And I thought, yeah, dude's made of granite. Dominating. Dominating Just presence. dominating. <laughs> yeah, he looks he looks powerful on the boat, like strong leader on the boat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not like rich asshole domineering on a boat, like commanding the water. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, he looks he looks like he's leading his team of himbos and herbos. <laughs> well, and I mean, and throughout this episode, he does. I mean, from the very beginning, where we have this parasailing Santa, which is, I mean, a very ridiculous opening where just like a guy not paying attention to where he's driving his boat and then oh shit <laughs> i like have strong concerns that the people who wrote the show have never been on a boat <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think those are valid i think those are valid concerns to have boats boats don't turn like that <laughs> no and like also like i would i've never been parasailing it, it it used to be part of like show ski stuff like doing like the little flying thing but uh, I would assume it would be on a release from the boat to pr- avoid situations where you kill a man. Well, not to mention, like, <laughs> let's say the boat can turn like it did. There would still be tension on the rope. It's not like he went the exact opposite direction. Yeah, he would have sailed. Like, honestly, what would have happened is he would have sailed that dude into the dock by, like, hard cutting like that. Yeah. <laughs> he would have killed Santa. You don't just, like, drop. <laughs> That wasn't in the budget, though. Oh, no, no, no. I'm slowly descending safely. But if you ever are on vacation and you rent a boat and you're parasailing a Santa, just remember boats don't have brakes. Yeah, it's good to know. <laughs> no brakes on a boat. You can't hit a. You can hit a power turn like that guy, yeah, but uh, you're yeah. still gonna have forward momentum. You know, the Lonely <laughs> Island didn't cover that part. No. They only covered having nautical theme pashmina Afghans. Afghans. Of course, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And having T-Pain. T-Pain knows how to drive a boat, I bet. T-Pain does know how to drive a boat. There's a lot of ridiculousness in this episode, and I don't, I just don't know how to cover it all. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a ridiculous show. I think that's what people like tend to forget is like how insane the plot of the like that these lifeguards, the situations they would have to deal with, got on this show, like drug lords and defusing bombs and like all like just nuts like huge explosions for no reason and so like in this episode we have mother-daughter grifting teams and possibly santa's actual elves and like yeah yeah, man the 90s made me think grifting was going to be a way bigger problem in my life than it ever (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was just kind of like everybody was getting grifted yeah like the closest I've come to a grifting was like I just know to not give people money in Milwaukee because they try to steal your wallet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that's no. really grifting. That's not as clever as like short changing. <laughs> like ten year old girl knows how to short change. It's an, it's an incredible maneuver. If you want to know how prevalent this plot point is, just scroll through the episode descriptions on Hulu and like towards the end of the season, there's another one involving con men, and it's just like, oh okay, I guess you just can keep. Going going back to that well god there was so much grifting back then and i like on tv and i feel like maybe because it's like the least threatening crime yeah it's a it's a most forgivable crime it's non-violent yeah just makes you feel like an idiot unless i mean unless you count giving the poor bookie a heart attack when you're built like that don't chase don't chase children they have infinite cardio and also those poor Christmas trees that just kept getting trampled through back and April forth. kept on asking, like, can he not go around? <laughs> I just like the balls of the the mother-daughter grifting team to do a grift directly, like, 12 feet from a cop. Yeah, right? Well, <laughs> like... not only that, but when they walk away with the, the winnings, the money that they the little kid snuck away with she goes straight to her mom and goes look at how much we grifted get down the road a little bit more at least there was something really nice about this episode too where you kind of 
it's very paint by numbers this plot where like you could predict everything that was going to happen a few seconds before it did could you i thought so i thought so i mean did you have did you have actual santa's elf well, no, that I that I will say when they when the little people appeared on screen, I was very concerned about how this was going to be handled. We're, we're, yeah, yeah. Um, especially Ooh. because I don't know if anyone else got this vibe, but the music cues that they use for them and at other points in the episode too, which are kind of this kind of like clown music, really reminded me of Power Rangers whenever Bulk and yes. Skull would be on. I'm just like, yes. I haven't watched Power Rangers since I, since I was a child because I am an adult. I got serious Power Rangers vibes from a lot of moments in this episode. There uh, is, yeah, isn't there? Especially when like Hobie's running around with, with uh, the kid. And it's just weird. It's just like any civilian moment of the Power Rangers could have just taken place at Baywatch. It, I mean, Angel Grove and the Santa Los Monica Angeles. Pier probably, just you know. Yeah, same same thing. <laughs> to, there's another thing I want to touch upon when it comes to the intro, okay? The intro kind of kind of swell. If you haven't seen it, listeners, it slowly goes into like the bam, saxophone, like I'll be ready bit. Or uh, what is it? Some people stray from the light. Some people no, it's some, stand it's, it's, in the dark. Darkness. Yeah, that's afraid it, that's to it. step into the light. Yeah, right, right. So as soon as it hits that moment, it shows an LA beach, and it's really fucking crowded. And yep. that gave me anxiety <laughs> for two yeah. reasons: one, just normally that's too many people, and then two, from a COVID perspective, middle of a panty, middle of a panty. I will say I feel like every episode of Baywatch is like an excuse to explain how crowded it is at the beach. Like sometimes it's like, oh, it's going to be 100 degrees out here today. Beach is going to be crowded. Oh, Christmas time in California means people go to the beach. And I'm like, does it? Does yeah. is, is that? <laughs> Have you like right? met a person from California who has moved to a cold weather environment? They do no. not. They would not go to a beach when it's like 75 degrees. <laughs> they absolutely would not do that. <laughs> they that would just, there's zero percent chance that like the beach would be hella crowded on Christmas in California. It maybe would have like seven fuckers from like three from Wisconsin, four from Minnesota. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh boy, this is such a good vacation. Like yeah. that's all that's going on. Oh, I'm so glad we got on the beach. <laughs> oh, you know, I just can't believe they say it's too cold out there. You know, sand uh. sand will warm up in the sun by noon. You're not even gonna notice. <laughs> did you bring any of that spotted cow <laughs> you know what we would be susceptible to grifting we would we're too yeah, nice we're too nice yeah oh, too we would nice. forgive them though we'd be like you know they've had a hard life you let them go <laughs> <laughs> buy the boy a new hat hey oh the girl okay okay well you know still that's... get him a hat back in my day the, gr- the boys dressed like girls girls dressed like boys but, you know whatever I did, that <laughs> did you grow up in Sadie Hawkins John <laughs> we did not have a Sadie Hawkins in rural Wisconsin. Kept our hands to ourselves. No dances. <laughs> Dancing was banned. Oh my god. How did you cope with such an atrocity? Uh the movie Footloose. <laughs> Brian, it feels like you're trying to set us up to ask you about your Sadie Hawkins experiences. So how many girls wanted to ask you? I I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh okay never mind I th- I if it makes you gonna... feel better i'm sure my answer would have been the same well, I, don't, I don't remember if we had a sadie hawkins or not and uh i feel like i think that's something you would remember i feel like that is something i i don't feel i either repress the memory of not being asked or uh it didn't happen either way win-win for me in Isn't the present sadie hawkins like specifically like super minnesota like isn't that like a big minnesota thing sure yeah I think maybe the one year. <laughs> I think I was dating someone the one year we had a Sadie Hawkins. I it's it's just not memorable. Hmm. And then she and I, I apologize to the person that I went with if I was dating them at the time. And I'm just digging myself a hole. This is this is the reoccurring segment on this show. Brian digs himself a hole. Yeah. Whether it's for a whole swath of people or one individual. Hey man, if you're listening to the podcast and you're Brian Sadie Hawkins date, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm impressed that you listen to the podcast, but maybe move on. <laughs> Brian's married. 
But at the same time, if you could write us a review, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, write us a review not of Brian as the Sadie Hawkins date. We no, knew Brian no, when he was young. Strictly and of this podcast. You didn't have fun. If you want to write a review of me as a person, go to my Instagram, Brian's Keys on Lunch Breaks. Can there I write a review of you as a person on your Instagram? Of course. That's that's okay. open ended. Great. You heard on that first. right now. <laughs> <laughs> beyond going to the beach at christmas were there other christmas elements of this that you guys liked or that spoke to you i mean we have a a mother-daughter kind of redemption story to a degree with the mom kind of turning over a new leaf by the end of the episode to give her daughter a better life although one thing i wanted to point out by that is that's never something her daughter wanted her no. daughter was like this grifting life kicks ass and i am good at it <laughs> and like also it's really important to note i think that it's like they probably didn't just choose to be homeless oh <laughs> like, yeah it was like all right i bailed you out of jail that's nice of me here's your kid back fucking figure it out well he said he'd help find her a job oh that's good then <laughs> You know what yeah, she, but is she, does she come back in the show in any way? Actually, this is the little bit that I wanted to tell you guys, because I did go down a bit of a rabbit hole in Wikipedia as I was researching this episode. And Joey does come back. Her mom does not, because she did. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. In season six, the the season after this, her mom dies and tells her mom and tells Joey to go back to Mitch and mitch <laughs> oh god how sad and Poor mitch, mitch. <laughs> and mitch, Poor mitch is like supposed to adopt her but i guess some long lost grandparents show up at some point and and grab her so wait hold on when you say grab her i'll t- uh, take her adopt. grab grab okay. her okay you're still not making this sound like a happy ending well i don't know exactly what happened i'm using very abbreviated internet summaries to piece i'm surprised you didn't watch more baywatch like april and i watched more ally mcbeal i wouldn't (laughs) let mitch adopt my child because he tried to shower with them (laughs) yeah that was (laughs) that was a uh that was a bit of an awkward a few awkward moments in this episode that was certainly one of them yeah i don't trust a guy that wears a tuxedo on the beach Oh, yeah, I was like, I was like, that was a priest, Brian. And then I remembered the other part. Yeah, <laughs> no, they, they do a large bit about how the priest doesn't wear his collar all the time. Was anyone else terrified by that priest? Because he would 100%. not stop laughing. Oh, my he would God. not stop him. laughing. I hated him so much. <laughs> so bad. So I mean, bad. And it's also like when you watch Pam Anderson deliver lines. She's not really probably great to work off of. She's she's not, but do you know what one of my favorite parts of this episode was, though? Don't say Pamela Anderson. When she and David Hasselhoff had their one scene together where she was explaining her situation with the priest, I'm like, hey, I buy that these two are friends. They have some chemistry here. This I, is kind of funny. I did not. That's where I noticed how just, like, stiff and wooden she was. Oh, really? I, I yeah. thought that was where she felt the most natural not a good sign mm. <laughs> <laughs> i just like that they're so mixed like in terms of like the like what the cast is trying to do like hasloff is still gonna sound like he's like in an 80s sitcom yeah like, he doesn't speak really naturally he kind of like exact like makes himself like really exaggerated pam anderson is still just very much a converted model and then everyone else is like trying to be a serious actor, and it's just such like. A well, weird I don't, fucking... I don't know that. I don't, I don't know that right. Matt is a serious. <laughs> I don't Fuck think you, that Matt's, Matt's my champion of the episode. No, no, <laughs> Matt is. Matt Matt's is my, a dope. Matt's Matt my is a gold dope. star, lead pipe, lock, winning an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> and did he? Uh, probably not. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. He didn't. Mm. That's okay. You know who should have? Yasmin Bleeth. Great in her one line. <laughs> Great in the intro. <laughs> Not a lot of Yasmin Bleeth in this in this one. I did like... I think we need to take a minute to talk about Matt's story, though, from a Christmas perspective, because we, we've talked a little bit around it. Let's talk about it a little more directly, where you have him doing his lifeguard duties. A group of little people show up. And all of a sudden start dropping these very, like, Freudian slips that they work for Santa Claus. Like, they're here on vacation. They're from the north. They work for Chris. 
they work for a guy named Chris. They can't really talk about it. And their entire purpose... Why not? (laughs) Yeah. And their entire purpose really does seem to be to give him some kind of happy Christmas. They decorate... Was anyone else confused by the part where they decorate his lifeguard station? And then he's, like, admiring it. And he, like, turns to thank them, and they disappear. But then in part two, they come back. And, like, they did disappear, right? Am I... I mean, that's. I mean, they could have. They could have planned it. They could have packed it up. Does he save their life in the beginning? Yeah. So he like saves their life, and then later he goes to rescue somebody else. And when he comes back from rescuing them, I think maybe is it the kid who chokes on the candy, or is it? Which was wild, by the way. How yeah, far did which... that kid fall <laughs> offshore? Jesus, <laughs> kid, kid, <laughs> fall, kid falls off the rocks. Pam Anderson and Matt are looking in the middle of the ocean <laughs> and they're like, like where is he? Where is he? Mariana Trench. Again, I'm not entirely sure anyone who has watched this has ever touched water. <laughs> well, did you also? Okay, now this is another theory that I've not confirmed, but I think all the underwater scenes were shot in a tank. Hell yeah. Have to be. Yeah, right? Like Probably the I- same tank where they... Oh, it's very clearly, I think, the same tank. (laughs) Like, all the scenes are the same, just like, and here are rocks and a few green plants. (laughs) This is the ocean. April and I loved it. Whenever they were looking for someone underwater and they would do that classic kind of like movie TV trope where they take a big, deep breath, they pop out, they bob out of the water a little bit and then go back in. Mm Mm-hmm. To look for the people. Uh, April pointed this out immediately. She's like, doesn't salt water sting your eyes? (laughs) I think it does, but I think at I think you like can like build up a tolerance or a, to it. I think like I think if you are a lifeguard, like I think you can be adapted to be able to. Well, follow up question: Can you really see anything underwater anyway? It's been yes. a while since I've Depends held my eyes open underwater. And you think Mitch is going to let pollution near his beach? another another episode description i saw involved one of the lifeguards getting kidnapped by an eco-terrorist which (laughs) (laughs) i mean this show again this show is ridiculous like there's do you guys ever hear of baywatch nights the spinoff which uh i think i know the name it it had two seasons with wildly varying premises the first season was i believe the what's his name again the cop character gregory mitch's friend he and mitch like become private investigators and like try and solve crimes at night that's the first season you could not write it better (laughs) the ratings for that season weren't great so they try and revamp the premise by turning it into a knockoff x-files where instead of investigating crimes they investigate paranormal things that happen around the beach jesus christ (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) it's it's wild it's i remember i watched a few episodes of that as a kid too and oh man it it is a wild wild program i don't think you can find that anywhere these days but unfortunate i would watch (laughs) the fuck out of it just like go to the wikipedia and look at the like episode descriptions for some of them because it's like I'm sending you both a photo right now from Google Images regarding Baywatch Nights, and I think it I think it sums everything up perfectly. <laughs> and it's really good that they gave some teeth to Hasselhoff as a lifeguard because I really enjoyed the scene where Hobie and Joey were running away from the thug trying to get the money. And they called over the lifeguard, and lifeguard runs over. And by the way, lifeguards run faster than everybody else in this show on the beach. Nobody else knows They're how to in run. in incredible shape, Brian. Can we just talk about Tony not being very fit? Because the bookie hired the wrong guy for this job, because Tony cannot run very fast. No, no, he Tony's cannot. Tony's a bulky dude, though. If Tony gets a hold of you, he, you know, he can right. throw you around a little. Yeah. yeah. He's, Ooh, Tony yeah. is thick. Rip your head off, man. Great ponytail on Tony. Looks tight. Great ponytail on Tony. Yeah, but when Tony's like almost got the kids, and then uh, who was the other lifeguard? Matt, Tony, whatever. Runs over. He doesn't chase him further. He doesn't try to detain him because that's all he knows he can do because he's a fucking lifeguard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get out of here. Don't come back. 
Get out of here, you kid kick, grabber. Kick some sand at him. Like, that's all I can do. Oh. I don't have any authority. <laughs> Unless you're drowning. I love that they're beach cops so much. Just, they're not even lifeguards. Like, I feel like so many people tried to become a lifeguard after watching this. And they're like, wait, there isn't seven drownings a day? Yeah. <laughs> also, I, like, probably, like... And again, I don't know what it's actually like in LA where like they have the beaches like that, but it's like you can't support yourself and buy a nice house uh, with a lifeguard salary. It was the 90s, Chris. It was a very different time. That's it's, true. That's the second thing. April and I looked it up. All right. Starting pay for a lifeguard in oh. California is, oh shit, where does it start? Oh, right. I don't know where it starts. Oh. I just know it tops out at twenty bucks an hour. That's like pretty good. That's not bad. But you're living in LA. It's still not bad. Listen, man, the sad thing about America is we don't really adjust for where you're living usually. Yeah. So I'd take it. Listen, man, I'm not doing shit right now. I'd take it. <laughs> I'd I'd start doing fen fen right now. Learn to run in slow motion. I also enjoyed I wish I had done a little more digging but i also enjoyed the uh little lifeguard posters and stuff that were in the stations one that i did pick out was oh man where to go oh, drinkers who swim are stinkers <laughs> <laughs> that's that's some good 90s mcgruff says don't do drugs <laughs> type <laughs> type slogans dude the little girl from this was in three hulk hogan movies yeah <laughs> that fucking owns <laughs> and that looks, those movies look like a hulk hogan based a c-list action movie off of jesse ventura's character in predator yeah <laughs> i mean his gimmick is jesse ventura he stole yeah. it who yeah. jesse ventura stole it from man i forgot like gorgeous george or someone like that they're old naturally <laughs> you should yeah. uh john you should watch i believe it's in the next season the wcw crossover episode that features hulk hogan dude literally that's probably what i watched as a kid because <laughs> i think i remember there's one where we specifically had to go so like my dad worked on the road and he would always stay at one hotel and he was friends with the lady who ran it and she had different cable than the hotel rooms and i like loved wcw as a kid and I almost would bet money that's what I watched. <laughs> and they're only in it for like 10 seconds. And I was like so bummed. Aww. No, no, that that's not the one. This is like an entire, like it's, it, it's like a whole episode. Like part of the pay-per-view that they filmed on the beach is included. Like it's Hogan. Bash at the beach. It's Ric Flair. Yeah. Hell Vader, oh, I Rick think Flair, is in huh? it. Maybe Macho Man. Dude. I'm I'm now into Baywatch. <laughs> okay. I think I'm gonna watch that today. Yeah. I hope Vader is the greatest actor of our time who was never appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like my expectations going into this episode were very low, and I think it exceeded them. Like it, I'm not saying this was great television by any means, but it was more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Just because I feel like I'd seen, like, Spike was rerunning Baywatch for a while. And, like, you're like, oh, it'd be fun to go back and watch Baywatch. And you're like, no, this is really dumb and boring. This at least held my attention for the most part. It, it Being two parts, it definitely drags a little bit at times. But I think for the purposes of watching it as a Christmas episode for this podcast, I was I was entertained for the most part. I think it could have been two different episodes structured differently. That I think you could have done a whole episode about the elves. <laughs> yeah. And that would have been pretty metal. I think the problem with that though is then you like then your B plot, your other plot is CJ and the priest taking up more time, which just doesn't like was totally <laughs> thrown no! in there to fill fill time. Real big and comfy. <laughs> you know what? I just wish they would have had the balls to finish that storyline. <laughs> make make the priest be in love with her. You know, set just send it or make her be more in love with the priest. <laughs> yeah. No. Get, to a, both get a hotter of priest. No. Get, get a... <laughs> yeah, it's like this. Pri uh... This guy's got an accent. That's good enough. And I'm like, is this guy a priest or a vicar? Am I right? Uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't know there was many Catholic priests in England. <laughs> Baywatch is a really great show that I'm going to use moving forward 
to just get like drunk and or high with your friends and watch. I am never going to touch this again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then fine, John. You don't have to come over. That's okay, man. You live like really far away. Really far away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to drive over a mountain. (laughs) You'd have to drive over multiple. Utah roads kind of scare me, dog. Um, (laughs) Utah roads aren't the problem. Utah drivers are. I I wanted none of that smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Not about that. Yeah. The other thing I was kind of impressed by with this episode, and I'd be curious to get your guys' thoughts on this too, which is the Christmas music that they used in this episode, which I thought was pretty nice. Like it, it wasn't your typical stuff. And I would, I would like to, I should have dug more into what the songs were in this episode, but I thought they all played pretty nice and uh, right. they, they weren't like overly cheesy, but they, they, I don't know. They played with the episode. Well, they stuck, they stuck the landing. Yeah, I have no issues with the theming of the episode at all. Yeah. I thought it like as far as like being a Christmas episode on television, it was it was certainly certainly above average of its like competition. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it was it was very Christmassy. It was very California Christmassy. It was hip. Uh-huh. It was it wasn't Christmas. It I was mean, hip, sexy Christmas. They had a foam party Christmas party at the end. No, that was snow. No, that was they said it was snow, but it was definitely foam. That was not snow. It was it was a mix. It was I, regardless, it made me worried that all of those actors have cancer now. Or yeah. It didn't look healthy. No, yeah, that's exactly what Shoshana said too. It's like I don't think that's good for your skin. I'm like I I cannot imagine it would be. <laughs> it's probably just like soap. So yeah, dry your skin out. Yeah. Probably some other That's like way too much effort to give for Tracy cuz Tracy sucks. Tracy is a weird character, and the one part we didn't talk about with Tracy is how she is dying from cancer, which and is hot. I was wondering if that's what <laughs> her pulling her hair out meant, and it made this a really weird standalone episode because they just never address it. Well, I think she's hiding it, and from what I could tell, again with my minimal research I did for this episode, digging in, it seems like one she was hiding it two she dies in this season and three the show has a kind of gets into a rhythm of killing off david david hasselhoff's love interests how does she die does she die from the cancer the does cancer she, you know yeah i guess she it's, drowns no it's the cancer it, oh okay yeah it'd be sick if it was a shark though <laughs> they like build the cancer up for like three and a half seasons then a shark just takes her out well, you know, it'd be, you know, I think there's a better way to write that where she like sacrifices herself, uh, knowing that she's no. going to die. No, to the shark. shark. To the shark. Yeah. yeah. Inexplicable yeah. shark. Inexplicable shark. Message. The the lesson that they try to teach at the end of the episode is: remember, live life to your fullest. Even though you think you're dying of cancer, you could always get killed by something else. <laughs> David Hasselhoff could try to save her and punch a shark. <laughs> it'd be a really it'd be good tv i i think david hasselhoff pitched that and they didn't go for it mm. i, I like, would right, not be shocked what if i jumped into the water and punched a they should have went for it they could have saved him a drunk embarrassing video because that would have made him america's sweetheart <laughs> i do wish i i was thinking when they do their little christmas date on the beach and he's dressed up and they're dancing i was like oh does he have like a christmas album coming out is this like a is this is he trying to save some money on a photo shoot because this looks pretty much just like the cover of a christmas album for david hasselhoff and was it i don't think so ah it's too bad pretty disappointed about that he doesn't look bad in that tux though it's like some some good it's a very 90s tux i'll say that yeah but not overly 90s like are we talking? It was way too big for him. I think the it could have. The whole trend of style in the '90s pisses me off because it's like everybody <laughs> decided to put on their dad suit when they were 12. I guess my comment on that would be that I think it could have been bigger, so I thought it fit him okay. Being <laughs> yeah, in the 90s. <laughs> that was more of an '80s suit. It was like big in the shoulders, kind of tapered to the middle. The Hoff style. Liked it. Yeah, '80s like strong. <laughs> keeping keeping it 80s into the 90s oh yeah 
All right. Well, I think we, as much as there was to talk about in this episode, I think we covered a lot of good ground. Uh, so I think let's let's just take it to final judgments if we're ready Are to we do that. Are we not going to talk about the Joey situation where she's smoking and then they never <laughs> come back to it? She's a tough kid, Brian. They got to get across oh, that she's God. lived a hard life. Uh, All homeless people smoke cigs. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're homeless. They keep spending all their money no, on the cancer sticks. I don't think that's got anything to do with it. Hold on. It's, it's all of it. Uh, I mean, I think there's some other grab bag things we could talk about, like the outfit David Hasselhoff wears at the end, which is kind of this weird cowboyish thing. The the beach grift and then all the women showing up. That's yep. a weird scene. Yep, that's, that's the weird grift there. Uh, I mean, we barely talked about the kid choking from the candy. Uh, oh, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. I think these lifeguards are good at their jobs. They saved everyone in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've never fucked up in their life. Clear rate. <laughs> yeah, and like, I've have you guys ever been around a drowning person? Because they like fight like hell to stay drowning, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then they get the little plastic floaty thing in their arms, and it's it, it's to save their lives, but it's also for comfort. Yeah, just hug it. Just, just tug it out a little. Just tug it just out. Just hug it. And I'll do the rest of the work and pull you hey, in. You just it's so hard to communicate when they're drowning because you're underwater that you can't just gently pet them and be like, hey, it'll be okay. You can't goodwill hunting while someone's drowning. <laughs> Wait, what part of goodwill hunting are you referring to? Is it the how do you like them apples? No, it's, no, the, it's the hug. Hey, it's, it's not your fault. <laughs> is it the part where Ben Affleck is not your fault. interviewing for the job? Okay, fine. It's not your fault. I know. It's your fault for trying hey. to keep hey. interrupting John's not your bits. Fault. It's not I, your fault. I know. Why are you making I fun know. of Goodwill Hunting? It's a fucking classic. It is a fucking classic. <laughs> fucking John's throwing things. He's so enraged at all this Goodwill Hunting disrespect. It's There's only one scene I've ever we've ever quoted in our friendship, and it's I, it's not your fault. It's not, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey Brian, don't worry about ruining my bit not your fault <laughs> i know okay. i know i'm trying to sound more emotional each it's time not, it's not your fault i know <laughs> okay let's let's do final judgments for real now <laughs> are we gonna call this a christmas classic a pair of socks or a lump of coal how would you guys rate your time at the beach oh big socks big socks on the beach I thought I thought you were gonna be harsher than that. No, it's serviceable. It's just <laughs> if it was a train wreck, I would have been more entertained. <laughs> it was just fine. Like like I I watched the first. I liked the beginning. I was like, wow, this is fun. This is '90s. There's the guy from Walker, Texas Ranger, <laughs> and that's it. And then I was like, well, there's there's a lot of the Hoff going on, and I'm not really drawn drawn to watching him act. And then the plot just kept going and getting weirder. And I'm like, I kind of like the elves. And then the elves, like, fight a man. And I'm like, I like that. So I like the first ten <laughs> minutes and the last ten minutes. The issue is this is an hour and a half of my life. If there right. is one thing to say about this episode, it is that the plot does just keep going. <laughs> it just, just will not stop. And then you think, is this purgatory? Am I dead? <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking by the middle of it. I was just like... I don't know, like, it's just looking up recipes in the middle of it, just dying slowly. <laughs> you want to share any of those recipes with us? I was, like, looking up, like, how to make a, like, a buffalo chicken pasta. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to do it with shrimp instead. Gonna, Ooh, still good, I'm that. sure. going to do that with a girlfriend next I see her. Yummy. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I like, yes. Yeah. Share that. Hey. Put it on the gram. I will. <laughs> I will. I'll get a good angle on it. Cooking with John. <laughs> right sorry sorry side podcast <laughs> all right brian what are you gonna call it this is gonna be a pair of socks as well if they were able to get this down to one episode i would enjoy this probably more and i wouldn't mind coming back to it every year he's and right getting in the the christmas beach spirit you know you put this on and then maybe you have to drive somewhere afterwards and you throw on Jimmy Buffett Christmas Island to follow. Like, you're in a really good, <laughs> high-temperature mood. That is the whitest sentence ever uttered. But uh, to John's point, it's just way too goddamn long. 
It's just I thought about it. I thought of like I thought about the process of sitting down next year and watching both episodes again. And then I remembered all the filler crap. I was like, can't do it. <laughs> Pair of socks. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I really struggled with this. There's a part of me that wants to call this a Christmas classic, but I, I just don't think that's... I think it would destroy any credibility, which if we ever had any, kudos to us. But we're the elite authorities on Christmas, Chris, and you know it. I <laughs> damn straight <laughs> we're the arbiters of christmas the arbiters of christmas television <laughs> I, I think this has to be a pair of socks but I, I don't know like i almost want to create a new category or just like this is almost the pair of socks against which i will compare all other pairs of socks because i think is it a little long yes is it a little meandering at parts yes but i think it's still a lot more fun than you might think it would be and i don't know i I just enjoyed watching it because it's very ridiculous. And and again, it's it's decently Christmassy, which I think it could have sat a little more in the background of this episode. But it, this is very intentionally a Christmas episode. And for that, I think it gets some points, too. So I, a pair of socks, but a, a highly recommended pair of socks. I think if pair of socks is the episode's that are serviceable that we would watch once this is this is in the upper echelon for me as it's, a one-off it's experience. hanging out in socks town with how i met your mother Ooh, ooh. <laughs> those are Strong like these are the belt. these are gold standard socks less of an endorsement <laughs> yeah they just couldn't be more socks yes <laughs> right <laughs> just okay just a, yep <laughs> champion cotton white no show socks <laughs> just a walmart value pack <laughs> uh, well that's that's it for blind pick week and i i don't know about you guys but i, I had a lot of fun with this one I, I think we did a great job all around bringing some new stuff to the table some outside yeah. the box and yeah just having some good fun a, with it just a fun week now i understand why adults in my childhood were weird because they watch this yes yep. <laughs> now you can yes. understand 50 percent of the jokes from friends um i hate friends friends is terrible <laughs> it's not great no. <laughs> i'll fight somebody about friends show blows wait till next season when we do pandering week oh i can't wait for friends we're gonna have to do the office we're gonna have to do sex in the city no seinfeld is the third one of those you do hey, hey guys which sex in the city character are you I'm Samantha. I have sex with everybody. What about you, Chris? Well, I'm like the city of New York because it's kind of like a character on the <laughs> you show. Fucking, we <laughs> saw the same a tweet. Coward dancer, <laughs> motherfucker. Goddamn. Oh, you answer the question. You I wanted. One to, of the I four. wanted that part of the bit, but you got to it. And That's frankly, like saying, "Which boom, golden girl boom. are you?" Oh, I'm the house coming at you with lefts and rights, John. You fucking can't pull fucking no punches out, on me. maneuvered me this time, Chris. <laughs> By the way, which golden girl am I? I'm Blanche, obviously. <laughs> the hot one. <laughs> That'd be good for Pandering Week, <laughs> dude. Uh, I fucking that would be good for Pandering Week. I think we have to take a, a marijuana substance and watch Golden Girls for Pantering Week <laughs> to pander I, uh... to a very specific demo. <laughs> well, before we get to all of our wonderful ideas for next season, we got to finish out this one. And we're going to finish it off with style, with heart, because next week are our personal favorites, the ones from the shows that meant a little something more to us, the episodes that pulled at our heartstrings a little bit more have a special place in our hearts. And Brian is going to kick us off. Brian, do you want to remind people what we're going to be watching? Yes, I do. Let me remind you what we're watching. It's supernatural. We're watching a very supernatural Christmas, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's from season three of the series. Very early you know, as we learned, we thought this show was going to near an end eventually. And then uh, then we learned, no, it was going to go on much, much longer. Tripled, tripled its lifespan. Tripled its lifespan, 78 yes. seasons and a movie. <laughs> exactly. The pandemic wouldn't even let it end when it was supposed to. It carried on. Right. For... <laughs> it's great. 
and yeah, you know, it's an episode. Uh, April and I bonded quickly in the early moments of our relationship over Supernatural, and this is a favorite. We really enjoy everything about this episode, and we're excited to share those thoughts with you all. April will not be joining us. I was, you guys tried to make me watch this like 700 times and I never did. And I'm a little pained that I have to. (laughs) (laughs) Try to get out of it this time. I can't. Brian is the only reason I ever watched this show. So uh, I haven't watched it since college and I'll be interested. I don't remember this episode, so I will be interested to go back to it. Yeah. Good, good have fun yes so Just have fun with i maintain first two seasons and this is for you know the next episode first two seasons of this show are the best and cannot be beat <laughs> everything else is dog shit should have ended it there first. instead of 26 seasons in a movie you could have and you didn't you cowards <laughs> you fucking cowards you couldn't turn down the money all things should end like the watchman tv show abruptly <laughs> one season one great season over just start adopting that british television approach all right you'll be better for it except you'll get shit like luther then or like oh luther's over it's back for another season three episodes <laughs> mini season you're like what <laughs> why are we doing this why <laughs> why like who's asked i'm i mean i'll watch it but who's asking for this <laughs> All right. Well, come back on Monday for more of our thoughts on Supernatural. In the meantime, you got the weekend. Take a little break, but also rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. What are you waiting for? It's almost Christmas. Do it now. Help us out. We could use it. Why not? You know? Yeah. What's it going to cost you? What's it going to cost you to make my Christmas better? You got time. Right. You shouldn't be having a busy Christmas anyway. There's a panty going on. Middle of a panty. Don't see your grandma. Write a review instead. If you're going to see your grandma, cancel that. Keep grandma alive. Write a review. Yeah. Right. Explain to her that that's her gift from you. Yeah. This Don't year. bring your new girlfriend, Rona, to visit your <laughs> yeah. Your grandma won't appreciate it. It's going to make the New Year's awkward. Right? So just don't do it. Don't do it. I know I've mentioned her on the podcast, but I when I say my girlfriend, I, of course, mean Rony Panny. Rony Pan. You can also check out Felice Christmas Mary Navidad. The link to that show is in our show's notes. Check it out. Help Manny during the panty. <laughs> Sorry, that's a terrible joke, but no, it's great. I the love rhyme. It. I, I'm not gonna pass up a rhyme. If you want to tell me why that's a terrible joke, you can reach us Instagram, Twitter, at Yuletide TV, Yuletide TV at gmail.com. If you want to write us a little Christmas message, that's another good place to do it. But until that time, we're going to sign off. That's the end of the episode. We've talked about Baywatch for an hour. What more do you want from us? Hopefully nothing, because that already seems like a lot for anyone. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 So until next time, I've been Chris. I have been Brian. I am still John. Hey. We're glad you're still alive. Boats don't have brakes. <laughs> Slaybell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.